It's Thursday, Thursday, Thursday! Prepare to have your minds annihilated as Patreon proudly presents the Creators Collective Podcast, featuring the Breaker of Boards, James Wright, the Melder of the Metal, Zach Herberholz, and the Leveler of Lumber, William Walker. The first five live listeners will get the free special bonus of having their questions answered on air. Now on with the mayhem! And we're back for another exciting episode of the Creators Collective. I thank you all for joining us this week, especially those in the live chat. Uh, we love having you there in the comments. If you have any questions for us in the live chat, we try to answer those. Uh, we record most Thursdays at uh, 10 a.m. Eastern time. I always have to think about that because I'm in Central time. It's 9 a.m. Central time. And we are going to have another fantastically fun week. Um, unfortunately, this week, uh, Will is not here with us. He is off having fun with his family. And if you watch his uh, personal page, uh, you can see that he's been having a lot of fun recently. Unfortunately, Will is having fun with his family. <laughs> but uh, fortunate for everyone else, we have a special guest. This week, we have a Sean Stone from Stone and Sons Workshop. So, uh, hey, Sean. What's up, man? Yeah. Thanks for having uh, me. Glad to have you on here. Been uh, good friends for a while, and I uh, think you'll be a good fit for this. We'll uh, we'll get into what you do here in a bit. But first, let's, uh, let's start off with what's on our bench. Uh, Zach, why don't you lead us off? Um, everything is on my bench because <laughs> I like probably 50 square feet of new tools in my shop. Uh, nice. It's been a crazy few weeks. So uh, I think I had mentioned it in the last podcast that we pre-recorded. I spent last weekend, well, Thursday through Sunday in Indianapolis, hanging out with the guys from uh, Coal Ironworks. And uh, <clears throat> so Jimmy Dresta and I were up there hanging out and just checking out these forging presses, getting some hands-on lessons from from them and some really amazing uh, blacksmiths from around the country that came in. It was such an incredible experience. Uh, what was really cool is that this company, these two guys that started this company, uh, Andy and Nathan, they're like 27, 28 years old. And I, I can't remember how many, I think their, their current space is like 3000 square feet and they've been there for a year and they sold 150 forging presses last year. So they're like three, four months backed up. Wow. And it's just crazy to see these kids that are like, you know, in their mid twenties that went from, you know, none of them are engineers or anything. I mean, they, I mean, formal engineers, but just the fact that they've through persistence and hard work, um, created this, this thing, this company that's just manufacturing these unbelievable hydraulic presses. They have, I think they have like a 75 ton or a hundred ton <clears throat> press that they're selling to a guy to like rivet like bridges together and ornamental stuff. It's insane. Huh. Uh, it's just, I mean, it just shows what hard work and, and, you know, dedication are able to accomplish. So, uh, that was, I mean, it was, it's just, I probably said it five times already, but it was, it was truly unbelievable just to, to see what they've accomplished and they have such a, such an incredible future ahead of them and some of the ideas that they have for, for, um, new products. So I have no doubt that they're going to be a household name in the next five years for anybody who does any sort of industrial work or, you know, metal work. So that was really cool. And it's always great hanging out with Jimmy Duresta. So we had a, uh, a good time there. Um, <clears throat> looking forward to seeing that thing in your shop. That looks like a lot of fun to play with. Oh my God. It's, <sighs> I just be squishing everything. <laughs> yes. Like, I mean, 
so there, there's a lot that goes into it. It's, it's one thing to see the videos of, you know, and I, I've seen the videos a hundred times of, you know, these presses mashing, you know, metal, but until you actually see it in person or even better get to do it yourself, it is just, I mean, it's like one of the few like awe moments in my life where you're just doing it and you're going, Oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. I mean, taking, you know, taking a three inch square of, steel and smashing it down into a pancake in like four seconds is just you can see it and it's impressive but when you when you're there doing it it's just a whole it's a whole new new story so So yeah what's that i was gonna say i saw the christening video is that your actual machine yeah that's actually so so what's cool is i got to learn how to use the machine on my actual machine they they shipped it out yesterday so it's actually going to show up on monday so uh a couple of people that you guys should, I recommend anybody following if you're into, uh, you know, smithing or, or any of that stuff. One of them, if you're just, if, if you're into art or abstract stuff, this guy, uh, Peter Brassnicks, who I've followed for a couple of years or probably a year or so on Instagram, I was blown away when, when they said he was going to come down. Uh, it's fire forge P H Y R E forge on Instagram. He's like the, I call him the MC Usher of uh, blacksmithing because he does these like puzzles. They're like uh, joinery, like wedge tannin joinery and through like through joints. And it's, you look at it and you just, if you look at it with the eye of like, how would you go about doing this? It's, there's no way. I mean, you look at it and you're like, how, how do you, this is not possible. So since from him, he's a super cool guy. And also another guy, uh, David from Cedar Lore Forge, uh, Cedar Lore on Instagram. He <laughs> makes, I've never met anybody in my life that knows more about swords and sword history. And he, just talking about it, you can see uh, he just, I mean, he gets so excited about what he's doing and the amount of detail that goes into the work that he does. You know, he's like reconstructed swords based off of like broken pieces that they found in, you know, Scandinavia and stuff. And it's just absolutely unbelievable the stuff that he's putting together. So, uh, it was just such a, such a great experience. Um, so what you're saying is you didn't have any fun. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly. But yeah, so the, uh, so I got to learn how to do all this stuff on my press and I actually got everybody to sign it. So that's kind of cool. I got gave everybody a paint pen and they signed the side of it. And then we smashed a champagne bottle, which was fun. I'm pretty sure the first like three or four days that I'm going to have it in the shop, I'm just going to be smashing things that have nothing to do with forging. (laughs) Like I'm just going to be looking for objects that I can crush. Um, It's a good series of crushing things. Yeah. I mean, I I'm going to be so happy. I'm, I'm sure I won't record. I might put it on my Instagram stories or something, but I'm not going to like do a video because that'd, you know, take time away from me smashing things. <laughs> so, but it's, I mean, he stuck it even just a two by four. It was, you would think that, you know, you put a two by four in there and it might crack or something. It just, I'm pretty sure it smashed it completely out from the dies. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just incredible. So. Like Max, like the max strength of it. I mean, what, give me some it, idea. Well, it's 25 tons. So that's what 50,000 pounds. A really serious semi. Yeah. And you can, you know, depending on the dies, you can concentrate that into, you know, an inch. So, you know, as far as like PSI is concerned, I don't even feel like doing the math, but you know, if, if I made a die that was, 
you know, a half an inch. Then it's 2,500, 25 ton PSI. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's, that's simple math. Okay. So, but yeah, you know, you, you cut that into uh in the half and you have, you know, twice that. So, uh, you know, it's probably not productive at all for me to smash stuff, but I'm really looking forward to it. Um, so yeah, that's, that was, that was a big thing, uh, last week and, um, got to hang out with, uh, uh, Guy Dunlop from uh, Guy's Woodshop. Cool. Uh, that was that was really fun. Um, also, uh, Mikey the Maker. <clears throat> I got to meet Mikey at uh, WorkbenchCon. Yeah, yeah, he's a cool guy. He's yeah. moving. I got to see his shop like just before he started packing it up. So yeah, that's uh, it was it was a great week. And then I come back. I got back in town, and then Monday, so I ordered a two hundred and fifty pound anvil about two three months ago. Uh, from uh, Steve Fontanini of Rat Hole Forge, and that showed up on Monday. I'm really, really excited about that. It's going to make a huge difference. And then uh, that same day, a whole bunch of stuff from Jet showed up. I got one of their eight by fourteen bandsaws, uh, one of their big industrial uh, sanding grinding stations with a six by forty eight belt and a like ten or twelve inch disc grinder, nice. which is unbelievable. Um, I mean, how fast you can you can sand down a block of wood. I mean, it's it's incredible. I mean, you can. <laughs> I it's just like to expand your shop a little bit, Zach. What? Oh yeah. I've, I, well, right before I left, I spent like an entire week, uh, kind of triaging my shop, going through and <clears throat> making room for everything before it showed up. So yeah, the the huge belt grinders, unbelievable though. How fast you can? I mean, you can. I think I had like a two by four and you can, I could sand off an inch of that two by four in probably 10 seconds. It's just, it's crazy. So, uh, that, and then the high speed buffer, which like I have, I've had a Harbor freight buffer and I've put it out in my shed. Like when I moved here because it sucks. Um, this thing is, I don't know if you guys saw the picture of the hammer that I made and I posted on my Instagram, uh, that didn't take nearly as long as I thought to polish that thing. I it got it pretty close on the the uh, belt grinder and just threw some uh, whatever polish. I think I had just some aluminum polish on hand and I threw it on there and I was, I mean, it's a mirror finish on that thing. It's so shiny. yeah, I am I am super excited to to start you know being able to use all of this stuff. So cool. I was thinking yesterday, you know as far as the space in my shop, once I get the hydraulic press, I should be able to make, I should be able to make everything small enough so that I'll have room for everything. <laughs> mash it down. <laughs> you have the tools for it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so that's, uh, I'm sure I left some things out, but I feel like I've been talking long enough. So. <laughs> well, it's been two weeks for us, so we've got things to talk about. Yeah. But uh, Sean, what, what you got going on? I just finished uh, a mantle project. My wife went out of town and we've been talking about redoing this fireplace in our house. And so I just, even though I had the kids at home with me, I, I, I got it completed. So I just cut down a hickory slab uh, and created a, a mantle for it and got it finished before she got home and she loved it. So that was the goal. And then before that, I did a, a sliding barn door in the house. So we're just doing some projects in the house, trying to you know do some things that we've been wanting to do for a while. Um, and just, you know, trying to knock some things out, some projects out. I'm fixing to start on a Adirondack rocker, uh, you know, summertime's coming up. And so 
I'd like to build a couple of those. So that's my next project on the on the list. Oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. It, I'll use power tools, so um, I should get done a lot quicker than. You. <laughs> <laughs> where's the fun of that a lot of fun <laughs> power tools are a lot of fun james <laughs> tell me about it i've been using them this week <laughs> yeah that's me that's what i've got going on um other than just trying to keep everything straight and organized uh there i went a little while a little while about doing anything because i had my shop and just a a mess and i just rearranged everything and so there was a, there were a lot of shop projects there for a little while so i'm, I'm getting into some more you know, uh, furniture and stuff like that. seems like spring cleaning really is a thing. I mean, I know a lot of yeah. people that, and you know, it's so nice though. Like I enjoy the whole, I actually really enjoy knowing that I have an entire day or multiple days to just tidy things up and, you know, get rid of all those things that you thought you'd use. Like if I have a, if I have like a piece of something that I've had sitting around for a year and I'm like, I'll use this someday. You know, I think that's kind of the limit, like one year. And it, it actually feels really nice to, to throw some of that stuff that you've been holding on to away. And then as soon as you throw it away, you need it. Yeah. Exactly. But it, you know, but if you didn't throw away, throw it away, you wouldn't need it. So the question is, is what's more valuable, your, your shop space or something that you might use. I use shop space. I take advantage of shop space every time I'm in the shop, but you know, pieces of, well, when you're building six feet by three feet projects, then you have to have a little bit of space in your shop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. Cause that's actually what I'm working on right now is the dining room table. And uh, this thing is um, at the widest point, it's 50 inches wide uh, by 11 foot long. And the top, just the top alone is 400 pounds. Um, what are you so, building this out of? Uh, two slabs of oak that I got from my Matt Cremona. So that's book matched slabs that are completely wild. Well, half of it is, is fairly straight grained. And the other half has these massive um, inclusions and, and bark swirl and uh, large voids. And we'll be filling large voids with epoxy and uh, doing some interesting things in there. And so the slab was 11 feet long? Yeah. Well, originally they were 13 foot, um, but I, I cut them down to fit in the basement so I can work on them. <laughs> That design is super cool, by the way. I, I think I scrolled by a picture of that at the when I was at the airport the other day. Thanks. Like the trestle-y, I mean, it looks architectural. It's very, yeah. very, very cool. It has like a like a bridge vibe or something going on, like an old <laughs> railroad bridge. I think it's really cool. Yeah, all told, the table will be a little over a quarter ton. What? Wow. Yeah. That is amazing. <laughs> and when you start measuring things in, you know, Speaking of which, you want to come over and help me carry this upstairs when it's done? No. <laughs> but but for Saturday's video, you'll actually get to see me use power tools on it. Because um, maybe I, you can build it. Yeah. Well, the 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 big question for me is, I, I could have done it with hand tools. I flattening the because I have to flatten both sides of both slabs. And my calculation was that if I did it with scrub plane and hand plane, it would have taken me four to five days of consistent, constant work of flattening. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you could have done it with like, you know, a sharpened piece of obsidian too, but it's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm looking at the design uh, on your Instagram, James. I like that design. Yeah, and then it's it'll all be covered. The, the base will be will have uh, um, Celtic weave carving up the the verticals, wow. and then the center of the top will have a, a larger uh, in cut Celtic weave that'll then be filled with epoxy. So, how are you attaching the top to the base? Gravity. 
That's it. <laughs> so, I mean, there'll be there'll be a couple pins on the base that stick up into the table, um, but you know it's four hundred pounds. Anywhere. Yeah, uh, so the pins uh, will keep in place, but they'll have enough slop in it for for wood movement because I mean it is fifty inches wide, so there will be a good deal of movement across the table. How thick were the slabs? Um, originally two and a half inches thick. Once I get them all flattened down, they'll be just shy of two inches. Hmm, that'd be nice. Yeah. Where's this uh, thing going? In my dining room. They're gonna actually right above where it's being worked on right now. Huh. Crazy. So I, I got that. Um, and I have a video coming out later today, uh, which is Thursday, on the miter trimmer, which I've been having so much fun playing with. Is that like that guillotine thing? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, with a, with a single movement, you can slice off a two by four. Uh, you know, it, it's imagine a shooting board where rather than taking off, you know, really wispy thin amounts on each pass, you could take off an eighth inch. It's shaving. pretty much like a wood guillotine. Play it's, it on its side. It's funny. I'd never seen those things before. And then I saw one like six months ago. And now it seems like they're, I've heard about them quite a bit recently. But it's a, a seriously addictive tool. So I'm, I'm looking forward to showing that off. And I'm, I'm probably going to be building a few projects with it in the future. That's crazy. And will that cut, like, what kind of, are you limited to like softwood or can you do? Oh, no. I'm cutting hickory with it. <clears throat> Holy crap. Yeah, I, I stuck a, a block of hickory in yesterday. It was uh one uh, it was inch and a quarter by three inches and shave off an eighth inch from that. Have you done like I a I want to see an Instagram post of just you doing that. I think that would actually probably be a good <laughs> Yeah, there'll, there'll be one later today. I I'm I will stay tuned. <laughs> I feel yeah, like you need um, to like draw a head on the waist side of it before you cut it off. <laughs> Yeah, just uh, don't get your fingers near it. Yeah. But uh, other than that, I'm starting the next glue test here soon. Um, I'll be doing 32 more glues. And this this time I'll have Jeez. a bunch from overseas that people will be sending me of other brands and then doing some construction adhesives. And then after that's done, I will take the few best and start a long-term study like another five to 20 years. Really? So I'll have a lot of... I have another like 10 or so different tests that I want to do to different types of wood, different types of applications. Have you, have you made your own glue out of anything yet? Oh yeah. Remember yeah. you can make glue out of any body part. I, I know. I'm just one. I think, have you done a video on making your own glue? Yeah. Um, I have a video on making high glue and a video on making case and glue. Um, I might do a video on fish glue. Um, but yeah, the, the high glue, the homemade high glue actually did really well. I was very huh. impressed. With Jim says that you need to, you know, lop off body parts and send them to me to crush. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and make glue out of them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, I, I do want to. Yeah, and that's the other thing. I, I, uh, I just ordered a bunch of shirts and I'm also soon going to be offering card scrapers in my store. And I ordered a bunch of pretzel, uh, puzzles. Uh, a thousand piece puzzles and they're fairly expensive to special order and so they're you know like fifty dollar puzzles and who wants to spend fifty dollars on a puzzle so i ordered a half dozen and put them up on a website and they all sold within a couple hours that yeah those are i've never seen that before like that is super cool so i'm gonna have to get more of those they're, in. they're 50 huh. bucks each yeah huh yeah you can't find specialty puzzles unless you want to order like a thousand of them uh, for for less than like 40 bucks a piece and then you throw in shipping and it, it adds up pretty quickly i kind of like I, I'd love to do one of my shop before I move, but it would be like the worst puzzle ever. Like everything's just a mess. Like, it just wouldn't look nice. Like there's just crap everywhere. And like, I wouldn't even know where stuff goes. I'm like, man, where do I keep my, my drills at? Like here's this piece with a 
the drill where does it go because <laughs> i was thinking the other day like working in my shop do you remember that game called memory where like you'd have like the deck of cards and you flip one over and you try and find its match and like eventually the, the idea is that you remember where things are and then you can make matches that's what it feels like in my shop all the time i'm like man where did i see that last i saw it the other day i feel like i just saw it and i have to try and remember where i found it, where i left it last so fun well we have an interesting question that was sent in um, and apparently we have uh, several viewers or listeners who just watch on YouTube and aren't on any other social media platform. They're just on YouTube. Hmm. And he was asking, do you guys have any podcasts um, that are aired on YouTube that you guys listen to? Hmm. And I know Wood Talk um, has theirs live on, on uh, YouTube. Um, I don't usually listen to them on YouTube personally, but uh, um, I was wondering if you guys had any answers to that. I think uh, I listen to the Make or Break podcast, and uh, I think he has a lot of them on YouTube, or at least he used to. So there's one. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't have mine on YouTube. I'm fixing to take mine to Twitch, and so I've taken a little break from mine to get that set up. Yeah, why don't you plug yours while you're here? Uh, well, okay. So I mean, it's, it's Stone and Sons Audio Show. It's just a solo uh, deal. I, I've had my my oldest son on the show with me before just talking about what he likes in the shop and that kind of thing. So, I mean, we just basically talk about what I've been working on and with what I want my podcast to turn into is for people to call in and actually have live conversations. Um, and then with Twitch, I'm hoping to have a little more interaction there. So, uh, but you can find it all on stoneandsons.net slash audio. Sweet. Yeah. Thanks. I actually didn't know you had a podcast. I'll have to check that out. I'm only, I just started it not long ago. I've only got nine or 10 episodes. Then I took a break because I, like I said, I wanted to integrate uh, Twitch with it and I, I've been setting that up. So it'll be fired back up here shortly. Cool. So I wonder if we should kind of let, let Sean tell everybody about who he is and what yeah. he does. Okay. So if you don't know who I am, I'm Sean Stone with stoneandsons.net at Stone and Sons Workshop. And I just work, I just woodwork in my shop. That's about it. No, um, <laughs> I you have a pretty cool story though. Like that, that video about yeah. how you quit your job to become a woodworker is still. Yeah. Um, pretty that was a long process. I mean, it was, I worked at a job for 19 years in the telecommunications world. Um, and I thought, I thought that was where I was going to retire. Like I was just going to be this old, you know, 60, 70 year old grumpy guy that got a cell phone, phone clip on your belt. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. just, uh, just drawing a retirement from somewhere. But when I fell into woodworking and I just, I, I just had a passion for it and wanted to be, you know, closer to my kids and being able to do, you know, what, what I wanted to with my time. So um, I started doing this on the side at night, you know, into the, into the morning hours and it just turned into what it is today. So I quit that 19, 20 year job that I was at. When was the jumping moment? You know, I don't know. There were several talks between me and my wife and it just got to the point where I was just like coming home, just not happy with where I'm working. You know, I'm just going, I'm just leaving the house every day, filling a, a, a spot at work. I'm a number basically. Um, I wanted a more fulfilling position or, you know, purpose in my life. So the jumping moment was just, I had enough of it and I was working at this long enough to where I thought I could just start making that, that, uh, full-time gig, you know, my job. Yeah. 
Um, it just got to the point where I was tired of not being happy. Yeah. Yeah. Enough is enough. You know? That's, no that's feelings. the same. I think that's a very common theme. Um, yeah. You know, but it took me a while, you know, I, there were so many times I would have jumped, but it just, it took, it took it to another level to where I was just absolutely miserable with what I was doing. So very yeah, cool. I don't, yeah, know, I, I don't regret anything uh, to, to answer your question though. The main thing was, um, was regret. So did I have regret with what I was doing uh, and the decision I was about to make? And I would have regretted staying on where I was at. And so that's, yeah, what I, I strongly advise anybody here with a job. That's not, you know, if you're into making stuff, quit your job tomorrow. <laughs> don't even put it in your two weeks. Cause you're not going to want to work anywhere else again. Just go in and quit or just call in. Don't even show up. Dude, I gotta say, man, it was scary having a wife and three <laughs> yes. kids at home. Man, it was it was tough, but you you just make it work. You know, you you make it work when you're put in the position. You know. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's I, I just think there's a certain type of person that makes things. I mean, it's a certain like archetype, like a personality uh, that that there's this commonality, there's this common thread between everybody that I've met that's involved in this community, and we're all very different. But there's, you know, I like I, I've said it a hundred times. I, I've gotten along with everybody, anybody who makes stuff, I get along with always, you know, and unless they're, you know, unless they're not telling me otherwise, but, you know, I think it's just a certain temperament. It's a certain personality type. And I feel like we, we belong, like we're happy <laughs> working for <laughs> ourselves, doing our own thing and, and, uh, you know, exercising that, that creativity and that, that whole experience. It's just, you know, I'm not saying that there aren't people out there that, you know, that, that are happy with their job, but there's certainly not enough. And everybody that I've met that it's terrifying. I, everybody has that point to where everything is going well and they have it on paper and they go, wow, I'm, I'm actually, I have plenty of work and, you know, I'm making decent money, but it's still so hard to, to take that leap and to, to let go of that steady paycheck that you've had your entire life. But yeah, I'm very, very glad I did it. And I have to seem like another commonality is that everybody has everybody in this community has like the most understanding wives ever. <laughs> yeah, I know. yeah. Yeah. It does take a support system to make it work. Yes. You know? Yeah. And, and I will say that I hear a lot of people say, you know, I, I don't have a choice or life's not fair. I tell my kids and some people disagree with me, but, uh, my, when my kids say that's not fair, I I said, life is fair. It's what you make of it. I mean, if you sit on your tail and not do anything about it, then that's what it's going to be. And I think that's the same way with your career, your job or whatever you're doing. You know, um, you have a choice with what you do. Yeah. yeah. And the, you know, the worst, the worst thing that happen happens is that, you know, you did, you have to get another job. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the risk and reward, if you're not happy and I was, I was miserable. I was not just unhappy. I was, I was like, I was, I was absolutely miserable. And See, that uh, was the opposite because I was happy with my job. I, it was my dream job, but I'm even more happy now. You're an outlier, James. You're, I you're, know you're crazy <laughs> and, <laughs> and nothing, nothing applies to you the way it does normal people. Now, look, I have to touch on this because I get this question a lot. And I'm sure you guys do too. You know, I get several emails and that kind of thing saying, you know, how can I make a career out of woodworking? How do you sell? How do you do this? For me, I have to reply to those people saying, I don't make things to sell. My business is solely, you know, a, an online business, you know, 
And the things that I make are to create content out of, not to sell. And so I think a lot of people get confused about like what exactly do a lot of content creators do and how do they make their living? That's a whole other episode, I'm sure. But um, I think that's a misconception a lot of people have. Yeah. Oh, we have a question from the the audience um, from Sean Fushi. Fushi. Sorry, I am the name butcher. <laughs> uh, hey, Sean, have you created any projects with your kids recently? My daughter has recently got into wood into working in the shop, and it's been great. Uh, it's been a great bonding experience. Uh, yeah, I, I've got a few out there. I do have some more planned for this year because um, I like to see my kids get involved. And you know, the last couple of projects that I made, I got some. Uh, emails with pictures of these guys and their kids um, or gals and their kids making things. And it's just really cool to see that, that, uh, you know, you're spreading that inspiration or whatever. But recently, the most recent thing, my oldest son, we started a YouTube channel for him. I think he's got maybe a couple of videos up and a few subscribers, but uh, I'm kind of just letting him do his own thing, you know, and not really it. Like for instance, we made a really, really simple picture frame. I'm talking about four pieces of wood and butt jointed, and we stapled the picture to the back of that wood. I mean, just just something that he can just say, I did that. Um, but that's, that's the most recent thing is letting him kind of do his own thing, you know, see what he can cool. come up with. I actually have a video coming out uh, next week building, uh, well, don't tell my wife, although she doesn't listen to this, <laughs> but I'll be making a, uh, a Mother's Day gift with uh, with the kids. That's a, that's a great time to have the kids in the shop, you know, make a birdhouse, a bird feeder or something yeah. like that for the mom. Yeah. Such an easy project to throw together. Yeah. Well, you ruined that surprise. <laughs> <laughs> no, my, my wife watches about half of my YouTube videos, but she never listens to the podcast. So I can, I can say a lot of things. On oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I probably just got myself in trouble, but oh well. Let's see. Uh, Did, uh, your, your daughter has a YouTube channel, right? Or you? Yes. Yeah, okay. Melody's Workbench. She now has like uh, 300 and some subscribers. She okay. hasn't put a wow. video out in a while, but... Uh, That's cool. Yeah, no, she comes down and occasionally like, I want to build something, and she just throws something together and paints it and happy. <laughs> That's the thing I love about it because they don't have to have anything. It doesn't have to be fine woodworking. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be, you know, I made this. And uh, like her, the last thing she built was a, a sign and she got this uh, half round scrap in the, the shop. It was about 18 inches wide in a half circle. And she drilled a hole in the bottom of it so she could put it on a uh, post um, and made a sign out of it and then painted it with the uh, street number for her grandma. And I just, it, you know, if you look at it, the post is off centered and it's leaning slightly and the, the handwriting on the painting is pretty crummy, but, um, she absolutely loved it, and so Grandma not, was over the roof with it. Not any different than what you get from, you know, like Hobby Lobby. Yes, yes, exactly. I think they're probably actually made by, how old's your daughter? Uh, seven. Yeah, that's probably about right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, get out in the shop, and it, once you get the, especially with, with, it, with kids young, uh, they, 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 they latch onto it, and it's something that lasts for the rest of their life. You know, it did for I just, me. I mean, it's, yeah, there's just such a, it's so rewarding to actually physically accomplish something versus, you know, doing it through a computer screen or leveling up your character or whatever, whatever people do these days, uh, you know, level up your, your actual character that does things, <laughs> you know, yeah. they need to make an app for that. You can just like, I'm sure there's already one. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Make Brooklyn says he's going to tell my wife. Because my uh -oh. wife now mans all the, the live chats for me. 
Uh-oh. Yeah, if you really want to have fun, every anytime I do a live chat, my wife mans them, and so you can talk to my wife behind my back while I'm doing something at the bench. Mm-hmm. It's often very scary when she just suddenly starts laughing. <laughs> uh oh. Somebody asked what your former job was. Uh, my former job was um, uh, building theater sets. Um, and when I mean theater sets, I mean like multi-million dollar sets, um, four-story high GPS-guided mountains. GPS-guided uh, mountains. Yes. Like four stories wide, 60 foot long, rolling around on a 200, uh, actually this is a 300 foot wide stage. I don't even, I can't even wrap my mind around those words being uh, together. What did he say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was my dream job, so it was fun. But this is oh, man, I can remember the first time I met James, all these stories and all these things that he's did. I'm like, this guy is a liar. <laughs> he has not done half of these things. But he is such an interesting person. He's done like everything in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I nominate you for like the next Dosak East guy. Because <laughs> you you've like done all of that stuff. Like you watch those commercials and he you know, you've I think James has done you've done most of that stuff. How's by the way, how's the marathon training coming what are you up to now like 50 100k <laughs> oh no well, i'll be doing a uh 100k in on january 7th yeah that's ridiculous that is just if wrong. if i can get the time for training i want to do a 200 miler next year but we'll see what's like the record like are you gonna be famous for this soon oh no Steve, no no, no. The, the, the longest continuous race is actually 3,100 miles it's held every year in in new york by force gump yeah <laughs> Yeah, 3, there actually 000? is a there is a guy who runs back and forth coast to coast. He's done it five times now. You said three thousand miles, right? Three thousand one hundred miles. It's called the self transcendent like, race. What is that from, like New York to Seattle? No, um, it's in New York in the in uh, the Bronx, I think. It's just uh, like no, it's in one, Queens, and it's it like one city block, one but city like block, round and round and oh, round. Are you around. kidding me? I was being totally sarcastic. For three months. That sounds terrible. No, <laughs> like. At least get some scenery in there or something. Yeah. Well, we do have a joke of the week. Okay. Uh, the joke of the week comes from Matt Thayer. I've recently been searching for spoke shaves on eBay, but they are hard to find because they're all spoken for. Oh, boy. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. That's terrible, which is exactly what we want. <laughs> so if any of you have a joke of the week you'd like to have up here uh send it to us and we'll uh we'll throw it and if it's really bad uh we might put it up a couple times <laughs> i have one i have one for you guys okay what's that you want to hear it sure yes. so why did the old lady fall in the well why she didn't see that well <laughs> <laughs> uh what's uh what's brown and sticky a stick yeah <laughs> It's still one of my favorites. Yeah, well, let's stuff. get into what's inspiring us then and get out of this sticky mess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sean, what, uh, what what have you been watching recently? You know, I've used, I used to watch a lot of Kate, uh, Casey Neistat on YouTube and quit for a long time. But recently, he has this 368 series. And Casey's, a, if you guys don't know who Casey is, he's a really good uh videographer i mean he just do, he does daily vlogs he's just really good at what he does his edits are amazing but he's building out this kind of like a youtube studio but it's a studio for he's calling it to help smaller youtube channels smaller creators to where they can come in you know film um or use a uh, a studio for a podcast to record uh whatever and it's just really cool to kind of see it. it it was his 
company called Beam at one time, and then he gutted it, and now he's doing this. And so I'm just kind of curious of how all this ends up and how it's going to look in the end. So yeah. it should be pretty cool. Interesting project. Yeah. Well, for me this week, I'm going to give a shout out to Rainfall Projects, um, a, a smaller YouTube channel. Um, but he did a, actually, I don't remember what his subscriber count is. I may be wrong. Uh, but he did a, uh, he has this party barn. And, you know, imagine an old, like, 100-year-old barn that's set up for, you know, renting out for parties. Well, he built this chandelier that is incredibly cool with these hanging Edison bulbs. Um, but he wanted to be able to raise and lower it. So he welded together this massive, massive ratcheting wheel that is architecturally in, insane and cool. And uh, he has a video on putting it all together. But definitely worth a watch. And a lot of inspiration in that video. It was a... A very pleasing video as well as a, a very cool project. Oh, yeah. Hmm. What about you, Zach? Um, well, I haven't been watching a whole lot. You said I've been traveling so much, but uh, oh, I didn't even put the link in there. Let me find it really quick. Uh, there's this guy named, his channel name is Working with Iron Nathan. And he just has some really good, simple, like how to forging videos. And uh, yeah, I just, I, it's very, very good for just, uh, kind of weaning information from uh, i'll put the link here in a second yeah so that's that's i watched a handful of those and and found them helpful sweetness hmm. well uh what's your uh favorite tool of the week zach um so you know i actually don't even have it yet i ordered it yesterday and i'm gonna have it tomorrow but it's okay because i know what they are um <clears throat> i've had since i started doing this i've had pretty much just a, a random array of taps and dies. And I, you know, I probably have like 10 or 11 different random uh, tap and dies floating around and I never have the one that I need. So I finally just splurged yesterday. And after doing some research, I ordered, where's the link? I have the link somewhere. Did I put it in the chat? I ordered a, a full uh, tap and die set. So uh, apparently the gear wrench one is actually really good. So, I mean, back in the day I, when I was a mechanic, I had a snap-on set and it was like 350 bucks or something. That's just, that's a little excessive for, you know, <laughs> for me. But I think this one, it was 215 bucks, 114 piece, pretty much from the smallest thing all the way up to, I think, half inch something. But I don't know. It's just going to be nice to have a full set so that, you know, anytime I have messed up yeah. threads, I don't have to like, I don't have that like two minutes of uh, anxiety wondering if I'm going to have the right <laughs> tool to fix it. And then having to go to the store or fasten all and get it. It's just going to be nice to have everything in a box. So, and I think, I don't know if you guys are the same way, but like chasing gunked up threads on a nut or something is got to be like one of the most rewarding experiences. I don't know why it's like so satisfying, like yes. running, running a tap, through something it's just uh it's so nice to just clean up threads it's it's fun so yeah i'm actually shouldn't be as excited about that as i am but yeah nice what about you sean uh so when i was i, were, I was building the barn door i used a biscuit joiner but i didn't have one so i had to buy a a new one and so i bought a dewalt and it's kind of i guess it's kind of um satisfying as well just to kind of see those plunge cuts and just you know make slots in the edge of these boards and put it all together like a puzzle so yeah i enjoyed using that i used to have one a while back and then i don't know what happened to it <clears throat> so anyway that was that's my new favorite tool sweet biscuit yeah. joiner makes uh, 
edge joining so much easier. Yeah, I, I think I posted it a while ago, but uh, I found something on Craigslist and somebody that obviously was cleaning out an estate or something listed on Craigslist uh, a Merida brisket jointer. <laughs> wow. I don't know if I have the picture somewhere. <laughs> nice. Well, for me, I've got to say my favorite tool of the week is the Wood by Wright puzzle, which is currently sold out. <laughs> that was absolutely flabbergasting to me that that, uh, that people actually wanted that. And I was I was wanting to save one for myself to to build, but uh, apparently people wanted them, so I sold the one I, I was going to keep. I mean, more have? coming in soon. What's that? How many did you have? Uh, six of them, I think. Yeah, six. Okay. So they're all gone now, but I'll be getting more soon. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so that's about it for this week. Uh, I do want to say a huge thank you to Sean for hopping in here. And if you guys haven't seen his stuff, you've got to go check him out. Sean and Stone's, uh, me, Stone and Sons. Wow, I'm having a problem. Sean and Sons workshop. Sean man. gets stoned workshop. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what, uh, if you had to suggest everybody to check out one video of yours, what would it be? Um, you know, I really love, are you talking about me? Yeah. Yep. I really loved the Osage orange, uh, bench that I made. I really had a lot of fun with that and it was just really cool. The turnout. So, okay. Go check yeah, it out. Let's post the link of that. Link yeah, if you, that you can uh, put yeah. it in the, the notes. I'll put it in there. Okay, cool. Well, that's about it for this week. And, and I do want to say thank you to everyone for coming on, particularly those who are live. Uh, if you'd like to join us live at 10 a.m. Eastern time on Thursdays, we do like to uh, grab some of the comments and uh, chat from there. But if you do have any questions you'd like to have us answered, feel free to post them here on the YouTube channel or send them to one of us via email. And we'll oh, see if we can answer those. Also, photo challenge. Uh, we actually yes. thought that, so it's been like three weeks of weird scheduling for us in the podcast because everybody's out of town. So uh, we improperly assumed that uh, Mr. William Walker was going to be available today and uh, he wasn't. So <laughs> we're going to postpone the photo challenge until next week. So uh, you have one more week to get your pictures in and uh, we'll, we'll send the winner something cool. Yeah, so if you want to enter that, it is uh, hashtag creators photo challenge on Instagram. And this week it is um, leading lines. Take a picture with uh, leading lines. And if you want to see um, a couple ideas of that, just look up the hashtag um, creators photo challenge and you'll, there's, a, there's a couple of them up already. And in the past, we've given away shirts and other swag and I've sent out chisels. And I think next time around it is uh, Zach's It's, it's me. I'm going to have to send another shirt. So... Also, if uh, Rick, the very first winner, is wondering where his shirt is at, I got those gray shirts in and they all sold out within like a day. So um, I'll, I'll get at him. I, I have some black ones I can send him, but I think he's I, I have another batch of gray shirts coming in um, this week. And FYI, if anybody else wants a gray shirt, I have them for sale on my website. So uh, ZH10 will get you 10% off so you can have a high quality shirt delivered to you for $18. Wow. I make no money on those shirts at 18 bucks. It's literally a break even. I think I might make like 78 cents or something, but uh, yeah. So if anybody wants a shirt, you can get them on my website, ZH10, 10% off. Sweetness. So that's about it. Uh, until next time, have a wonderful day. See ya. Yes. Later. Later. 
Thanks again for listening to The Creators Collective. We publish weekly on Thursdays in iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. You can follow us on social media pages everywhere at Creators Collective. We're also live streaming every week on Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Just look up the YouTube channel to join in on the fun of the live chat and get your questions answered live. And until next time, keep on creating.